broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, good morning, everyone. George Blackard filling in for Aaron Flint, at least for the first half of the show today. Aaron is out in the field. He's on assignment, and he's going to be up in Glendive for the gate show. So that's going to be great to hear from Aaron. He'll come on at 8 o'clock. And uh, we'll see what's going on up there. All kinds of great things. The GATE stands for the Glendive Agricultural Trade Exposition. And that's going to be a great time. And I know he'll have fun up there because I think Aaron likes doing the show on the road, out meeting the people, talking to people way more than he likes doing it here in the studio. So uh, he'll be in his element, and we'll look forward to hearing from him then. It's a beautiful day out there in Montana. It's windy, though. Man, high atop the building that we're in here on the 23rd floor, you can hear the wind, you can feel the wind. It's uh, pretty windy, so be prepared for that when you get up. It's a crazy week for news, folks. Holy mackerel. I I don't even know what to think about some of these stories. It's it's just mind-boggling. I, I keep telling myself that it can't get any worse, but it does just about on a weekly basis. So... Uh, we got a lot to talk about, but most importantly, we want to hear from you. So be sure and call in. If you've never called in before, today would be a great day to do that. Why don't you give us a call, let us know what's on your mind, what you want to talk about, because it is Montana Talks after all. So give us a call, tell us what's on your mind, tell us what's important to you. You know, we get up here and we choose the stories we're going to talk about until somebody else calls in and tells us what they want to talk about. So uh, if you don't call in, you're just going to listen to me talk about the things that I find interesting. So uh, give us a call, 406-294-0970, 406-294-0970. You can also reach out to us on the Montana Talks app, leave a message there. Uh, all kinds of ways to participate in this show, and we have regulars that do, and uh, we appreciate you, all of you. We appreciate you for listening. So it's uh, Freedom Friday on Montana Talks. Uh, you know, and we don't also, we, we don't always have to talk about troublesome news or bad news. Call us if you got some good news. That's something I'm always looking for. So good news stories would be great. Something that's happened locally, something that's happened nationally or globally that you want to talk about that makes you feel good anything we'll talk about it all so uh give us a call you know uh like i said a lot to talk about there's a story that i saw yesterday that just tore my heart out and it's tearing me up and we got a few different things that kind of go along with that but there was a girl that was bullied so much in her school that she took her own life and it just shows that how big a failure this anti-bullying uh, program is. And it's really not what you think it is. It's just, uh, it's something else totally. We're going to talk about that quite a bit when we come back. But uh, a lot of stories out there, balloons and clowns and all kinds of things. Yeah, clowns in Washington. Yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. Anyway, George Blackard filling in for Aaron Flint. We'll be back on Montana Talks right after this.
Reporting from the Montana Legislature, I'm Eleanor Smith. The House Business and Labor Committee heard testimony Wednesday on a bill that would entitle all workers in Montana to five days of paid sick leave per year. Democratic Representative S.J. Howell is the sponsor of House Bill 386. They said paid time off in Montana is understudied, but the picture is likely to follow the national trends, especially the statistics that show low-wage workers have less access to sick leave than higher-wage workers. He gets sick sometimes or has a sick kid or a sick parent to care for, but not everyone has the time to get better or care for a loved one. In fact, thousands of Montanans right now face a pretty difficult choice when they get sick. The bill would apply to any business with at least 10 employees, and it would apply to full-time and part-time employees equally. The bill would also provide protections against any employer retaliation for taking sick days. There were seven proponents of the bill who said people working paycheck to paycheck or in the service industry are often hit the hardest by missing work. Two people opposed the bill, including Dave Gall of the Montana Chamber of Commerce. We recognize the employee issues going on in Montana, but we believe that this is a decision left to the marketplace and left to the employers and their small businesses. The committee did not take immediate action. From First Federal Bank and Trust, billing Special Olympics. To learn more about the community commitment program, visit efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, it's a great day. It's Freedom Friday. George Blackard in for Aaron Flint. Aaron's up in Glendive. We'll hear from him at uh, the top of the 8 o'clock hour. So this story that I saw yesterday that just it, it tears me up seeing this, it's about a uh, New Jersey 14-year-old who took her own life after disturbing video of girls viciously beating her up in the school's hallway circulated online. Now, there's so many things wrong with this story. We could discuss this all day long. But here's the thing. We're supposed to have all this anti-bullying stuff in schools. And it's not so much anti-bullying as it is uh, a way to discourage kids from not really beating other kids up. But it discourages the kids who are getting beat up from reporting about it and saying something about it. You know, it's it's crazy. So when my daughter was young, she came home one day. This is in school district two right here in Billings. She came home one day and she had a black eye. And I looked at her and I thought, well, maybe she fell off the jungle gym or something like that. No, a boy punched her in the eye and uh, she got a black eye. And I. I'm thinking to myself, now, why didn't I get a phone call about this? How come I had to find out from my daughter when she got home? And I'll save you the whole story. But when I went and talked to the principal and asked her about, well, we've had a lot of problems with that child. And, and uh, you know, we, we moved him from another class to this class because he was having problems. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, that's just the way it is. And... I, I was beside myself, and it, it, it just went to – it just frustrated me. So my daughter told me, well, I didn't tell on him because the teachers tell us not to to uh, tell on other kids. Don't be a tattletale. Well, if you're going to have an anti-bullying policy, then you need to allow the victims to tell somebody about it. And if they come to you and you tell them that – they shouldn't tattle on other kids. That's not an anti-bullying policy. That's not what that is. So you need to get it. You got to pick one side, pick a horse and ride it. Either do nothing or do something. 
But to tell a victim, because you can't do this in any other scenario in our society today. If you tell them to stop being a tattletale, holy cow. I mean, just imagine the Me Too movement would have never gone anywhere if they'd have used that same philosophy and said, well, don't be a tattletale. Can you imagine that? No, you can't imagine that. So why do we allow that to happen to kids who are in school that are getting beat up by other kids. It, it does not make any sense. Well, this 14-year-old girl, she uh, was in school walking down the hallway with her boyfriend. A girl comes up and just belts her in the face, knocks her to the ground. And then several girls started kicking her and beating her. And, and uh, there's photos of her online with a bruised face, bloody lip, bloody nose, bruises all over her legs. And... Uh, then somebody was videoing it while it happened. I tell you what, I don't know what her boyfriend was doing, but when I was in high school, if something like that happened, if anybody touched a girl like that for any reason, there'd have been a big fight in the hallway and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that girl. It would have been somebody sticking up for that girl because you just don't let that happen. But nowadays, instead of coming to somebody's aid, everybody pulls out their phone or their camera and they video it and then they go to rush to put it online. Well, you know, that's what happened. They filmed it. They did nothing. So either they were beating the girl up, cheering it on or videoing it. And nobody helped that girl. A uh, few teachers came to her aid, uh, and it actually said within about a minute. But you, if you have multiple people wailing on somebody, it doesn't take but a minute to uh, severely injure a person. And, you know, the crazy thing is this, uh, this school just at first seemed to do little about it. But eventually they did, and they contacted the police. Um, but it's just, it was a lot of uh, urging from the parents to get that done. And it, it's, it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. Those kids have now been expelled from that school. But this wasn't the first time it happened. That's the thing. Had it been the first time it happened, well, that's one thing. But it wasn't. She'd been bullied for quite some time. And it just kept going on and on. And ultimately, she found the only way that she could deal with that was to take her own life. And, and you know, so many questions there. Why wasn't there somebody there for this girl? Because that should have never happened. Uh, it's just so the three students uh, that were involved were charged with third degree felony assault, um, a fourth with disorderly conduct. Uh, all of them have been expelled from school. And, uh, you know, here the parents have a wake uh, today for this young 14 year old girl. And uh, things like that shouldn't be happening. But in contrast, to that, and we got a couple of callers on the line. I'm going to get to you here in just a second. In contrast to that, in Helena, Montana, you have Montana lawmakers. They amended a proposed bill that opponents criticize as letting students avoid punishment for intentionally misgendering or deadnaming their transgender peers. Under the change legislation, schools would be allowed to discipline those who refer to the transgender students by their birth name or birth gender when such behavior rises to the level of bullying. That's not bullying. That's not bullying at all. Our priorities are totally jacked up, and we need to change this. 
pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. With the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network, I'm Lane Nordlund. Just yesterday morning, we shared the story of how the U.S. Forest Service has shot astray cattle from helicopters on federal lands in New Mexico, leaving the beef carcasses to rot where they are shot. Part of that report included the effort by the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association through the court system to prevent a precedent from being established by the federal government to remove livestock from federal lands via aerial gunning as a key option in livestock removal. The New Mexico cattle growers led the charge in gathering comments as well submitted to the Forest Service opposing this method of slaughter. And just when many felt that the U.S. Forest Service was feeling the public pressure to withdraw the aerial gunning tactic, in a report obtained by the Western Ag Network just yesterday, a notice of intent to impound unauthorized livestock has been distributed in the Gila National Wilderness in New Mexico. There's no final decision yet on whether or not another round of aerial gunning of cattle will actually occur, But this development makes it certainly appear it likely will. Bronson Korn, president-elect of the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association, said if the Forest Service shot wild horses from a helicopter on public lands, the world would be on fire. If they even attempted to try this on, on the wild horse issue, which New Mexico has a horrendous wild horse issue in the state of New Mexico. But if, if the Forest Service ever decided that they were going to try this on the wild horse issue, I, I promise you it would be the biggest crazy show you've ever seen in your life. In the meantime, the Wyoming-based Bud Fallon Law Offices and the New Mexico cattle growers and other trade groups will continue their work in advocating for non-lethal removal of cattle from the Gila National Wilderness so that the U.S. Forest Service cannot set a dangerous precedent for livestock and rangeland management across the West via aerial gunning. Read more about it at westernagnetwork.com. Hey, this is Jim Felton of Felton Angus inviting everyone to attend our 50th annual bull sale February 14th at the ranch in Deer Lodge, Montana. It's a new location, but the cattle are still the same. Cattle that are long, not overfed, have excellent feet and structure and sire exceptional feeding cattle. We'll be selling right at 200 head Angus bulls, 6 Angus Hereford composites, and 50 replacement heifers. Sale is on Spear Livestock and DV Auction. Give me a call at 406-220-1177 or email me at jim at We will see you at the sale. Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9590 and WB9719. Both offer high yield potential, standability, and are balanced with protein. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. Performance may vary. USDA has lowered the 2023 pork and broiler production estimates while raising beef and leaving turkey unchanged in its latest report. Beef production is expected to be just under 26.5 billion pounds, 50 million more than January, on a higher first quarter slaughter guess against lower carcass weights, with an average steer price of $159 per hundredweight, up 50 cents, and higher imports with steady exports and consumptions being main drivers. Pork is pegged at just under 27.5 billion pounds, 45 million less than last month on lighter carcass weights in the first half of the year, with an average barrel and gilt price of $66.50 per hundredweight. That's down $1.50 
with slightly lower consumption and steady imports and exports being a key factor. For the Western Ag Network, I'm Lane Nortlund. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, well, now the phone lines are lighting up. People are awake this morning, wanting to talk. We've got uh, Travis and Billings wants to talk about the VA. And, you know, I've got a... Aaron took all the good headsets with him, the ones with the mics on them, so you can move around and talk in the studio. Now I'm tethered to this microphone, and so i got to do some reaching and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I'm a rookie, but I can handle that. You know, the pro, he's got to take the good gear with him, right? So, <laughs> all right, hold on just a second. All right, Travis, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, Travis Norby, I actually met you uh, at one of Aaron's Halloween parties a couple years ago. But anyways, yesterday I was denied my uh, VA physical because I would not wear a mask. And uh, I just, we got to bring this to an end. Uh, I mean, the little VA Nazi secretaries absolutely loved having the power to uh, turn me away. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I called... Uh, Rosendale's office and uh, Dane's office. I just I don't know where to take this. I just I mean, don't we deserve better? When is this going to ever end? I mean, I kept yelling at this gal, what? What? Cause I can't, couldn't understand her through her mask. Cause she, I knew she was just smiling and grinning because she knew she had all the power. And I just, uh, I don't know, I'm just trying to get the ball mo- moving because I When's this going to end, man? You know, that's a great that's a great point. And, you know, here's the thing, and I'm not saying this is your case, but I certainly know some people that it's difficult enough for them to get up the nerve to go to the VA to ask for help. And this certainly doesn't help those people. You know, they don't, they're nervous about going anyway. But, you know, I was talking to somebody last week who said they walked into the VA and the person sitting at the front desk said mask you need a mask and they just kept right on walking and just ignored them and i don't know how the rest of their visit went but uh you know some people are doing that some people are just standing up and refusing to comply except at the va we know that if you don't do what they tell you to do then you're going to get on the list and you don't want to be on the list at the va because the next thing you know they'll have a police officer that escorts you to every part of your appointment if you get on that list so yeah travis i don't know that's a great question i think you're doing what you can do and that's calling your representatives and and talking to them uh because that's a federal thing and that's who you need to talk to because nobody local is going to be able to help with that uh i'm really sorry to hear you had that experience how did the rest of your visit go uh so you know you get a physical it's a two-part deal you go in a couple days before and you do a blood draw and uh so when you pull in the VA, you got the gal in the hut, and uh, she's like, do you need a mask? No, do you have a mask? I'm like, no, and her eyes about popped out of her head. That's not the, she's there to shame you into wearing a mask. And so when I pulled in there, and on the blood draw side, no one said a word to me. I just went in, did, did the phlebotomist gals were super sweet and took care of me. But then when you got to the other side, you know, you have the gals behind the, the plexiglass, and it's, you know, well, if you don't wear your mask, we just, we're not going to see you. We're just going to deny your deny your physical so yeah hey hang on just a second hang on just a second travis we're going to take a break but i want to talk to you more when we come back from this break hang right on this is montana talks we'll be right back fox news i'm chris foster 
A man suspected of shooting two police officers in Maryland one Wednesday, another last night, is in custody after an eight-hour standoff. Where he was was in a very wooded area amongst a lot of large boulders and rocks trying to seclude himself. Uh, he was unable to seclude himself from the uh, helicopter. Harvard County, Maryland Sheriff Jeff Gaylor, the detective shot last night, is reported to be on life support. Israeli police say they've shot and killed a Palestinian who rammed a car into a bus stop, killing two people, including a six-year-old, injuring five people in East Jerusalem. Oil prices are up. Russia's announced a production cut. Russia's deputy prime minister says they are cutting oil production by 500,000 barrels per day, that they do not sell to those who observe the price cap of $60 a barrel. That cap was imposed to limit Russian financial gains over oil sales following the invasion of Ukraine. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. More than 50 Russian missiles are reported to have been fired into Ukraine today. America's listening to Fox News. All right, Travis, go on. Sorry about that. Yeah, I just, uh, I was kind of maybe looking for some guidance. I mean, I don't know if anybody at the local paper would want to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Call in the governor's office. Is there anything he can do? Just, uh, maybe looking for a little guidance here. Yeah, you know, I think the federal offices, our representatives are the ones that you need to call. Um, and, you know, the governor might help talk to them as well. There's nothing that he can do about it, uh, because it is a federal thing, but, you know, I think the main thing is everybody needs to speak out and talk about it and just stop accepting this kind of stuff. Because if we just sit around and don't say anything, they're just going to keep doing it forever. But uh, I think you got the right idea. You just got to start talking about it, spread the word, call your congressional offices, and uh, make some noise because we all know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I think that's about all we can do. Travis, I appreciate your phone call. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, an excellent Freedom Friday. I hope you... Uh, uh, take care. So, you know, that's it. Um, you just got to talk. You got to say something. It's because nothing happens if we don't say anything. And, and you know, that's the the deal. Um, the people that are out there getting all this crazy stuff done, they're getting it done because they're speaking up and they're being a pain in the keister to everybody out there. And unfortunately, people just bend and cave into it and uh, agree to do these ridiculous things, I guess, to shut them up. But, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't say anything. So appreciate that call, Travis. Next, we got Nancy and Roundup. Talk about Twitter files. Nancy, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, George. Uh, I have a little Civil War story to share before the Twitter files hearings. Uh, you know about George Custer. Uh, when he was age 22, he was actually in one of the first balloon corps during the, the uh, Civil War for the uh, Union uh, um, Balloon Corps. And uh, he would fly up as high as 1,000 feet in these balloons. And he would later write in his memoirs how terrified he was of going up in the air. And uh, he was more scared to go up in the air in a balloon than he was fighting face-to-face on the battlefield. So I thought you'd be interested in that. <laughs> I, I've heard that before. Yeah, it's a great one. That's uh, Okay, now we got the Twitter files hearings, and uh, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, he's the uh, oversight uh, there on the committee, and uh, he's um, questioning <clears throat> there's four people that were uh, on Twitter, and one of them was Joel Roth. And he was the uh, chief executive about the shadow-bearing, uh, banning, and the uh, shutting off uh, accounts and, and whatnot. And uh, everything that President Trump told us about this was absolutely true. 
And uh, there was actually, so far, only nine uh, FBI agents' names have been brought up. They think that there's even more. These um, hearings have just started. But it's, what fascinates me is that there's evidence more and more about how the 2020 election was stolen from President hey, Nancy, Trump. Hang on a second. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Nancy and Roundup. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Somebody grill me up a steak. Every time I hear that bumper music, I just think of steaks. Juicy, medium rare steaks. In fact, I like steaks so much, I'll eat it however it is. All the way rare to well, I don't care. <laughs> All right, we got Nancy in Roundup, so go ahead, Nancy, about the Twitter files. Well, I, what I don't understand is there's so much evidence against Joe Biden and the Democrat Party uh, stealing the 2020 election. I, I don't understand why he can't be stopped or frozen uh, so that he can't make any more decisions that are destroying this country. I mean, we have two more years of this screwball in office. Until 2024, I, I'm i hoping that maybe the House can do something more to stop him. Uh, what do you think? I mean, my God, look what he's done in, in two years' time to this country. He's got us in debt. It's going to take us 100 years to pay off just what he has spent in the last two years. The open borders, it, it's, it, it's just uh, horrific what's going on. And... Uh, he constantly makes these uh, poor decisions, and I don't know why he just—he can't be frozen, stopped. Well, you know, He's not a legitimate president. Well, this isn't the first time they've cheated in an election. It's just the first time that they've openly said we don't care that you know that we cheated. And you know, I think uh, one, there's really no precedent for that uh, because. Look at it. There are so many things out there that any one of these things in the past would have been enough to probably unseat a president uh, or at least force him to resign. But here's one thing. It doesn't matter how much proof you got against him. He's not going to resign. So you're going to have to physically toss him out of there. But it, it, it he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. And the problem is the Democrats don't care because he's their guy. So if all of these people in Congress actually put country first, if they put country and people first, then they would all want him tossed out of there. But that's not what they put first. They put party first. They put themselves first. And that's why we're going to keep this president in there who's obviously done things that he, he could be thrown in jail for. So... You know, I don't know, Nancy. I don't know what the answer is. Well, all I know is that I'm keeping, uh, I keep hearing more and more about civil wars and uh, whatever, and uh, along that southern border especially. But it's just not looking good. You know, I wake up in the morning and I don't even feel like I'm in the United States anymore, Georgia. It's really sad and, and pathetic for all of us, especially for you veterans. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You pay attention. We need everybody to pay attention. I preach that all the time on the show. We have to pay attention to what's going on, and then we have to be willing to speak out and do something about it. Nancy, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great Freedom Friday and a great Super Bowl weekend. So 
I, I think, uh, you know, Nancy always brings up some good points. And, and I think what you do is we have to keep the conversation going. We can't let others talk us down, uh, shame us, make us feel bad. Because here's the thing. The, there's a group of people out there that are talking crazy stuff, insane stuff. And they're being heard and they're getting things done. And I just scratch my head at this all the time. So, for instance, on this Twitter files thing that Nancy brought up. So there's a headline out there uh, that Democrats blast the GOP for wasting our time in hearing over Twitter files. Wasting our time? I don't believe this. It wasn't very long ago. They were the ones that was screaming about what's on Twitter and President Trump needs to be thrown off permanently uh, off Twitter, off all social media. Uh, I mean, that's the hypocrisy of it all is they put on this show up there and yesterday they're complaining about Twitter and it was fine today. Now that someone else owns Twitter and Twitter's not doing the bidding of the Democrat Party. Now it's a waste of time. I mean, pay attention, folks. This is ridiculous. This is insane. I, it, it just is totally insane. Um, so you might have seen AOC. They had a good video of her flailing her arms around and everything, talking about how embarrassing it was that we're talking about this. And uh, it, it's it's just crazy. It's crazy. They were the ones doing it yesterday. We're the ones doing it today. And now it's wrong. So, folks, how are we going to change this? What are we going to do? I mean, this is a clown show in Washington, D.C. I talked earlier about balloons and clowns. You know, it, it's it's crazy because when you have something like this uh, Chinese balloon that we allowed to drift all the way across the width of our country from Alaska to North Carolina, and we did absolutely nothing about it. Now, here's the thing. Joe Biden came out later. He didn't say much while it was going on, but he came out later and said, well, I gave him permission to shoot that balloon down. And I, I said that uh, whenever it was prudent or reasonable or there was no risk of anyone getting hurt. So he didn't tell him to shoot it down. He said, well, you can shoot it down when you think it's the right time to do it. So he left that up to the military. Well, the people making that decision in the military are nothing but politicians. And, you know, if he was any kind of a president with a backbone, he would have said, shoot it down. I don't want that over here. But see, he didn't want to send a message to the rest of the world that we're going to take care of our own. We're not going to allow a, another country to surveil 21 of our military bases. We're not going to do all that. He didn't do that. He just said, well, and then today he says, well, it was no big deal. I don't know what everybody's so excited about. So <laughs> the guy has no spine, no backbone. He's wishy-washy. He wouldn't know national defense if it came up and bit him on the butt. But uh, I, I just don't get it. But we allow this to continue. We allow this to happen. So, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, oh, I get so frustrated. I don't even know. Um, you know, so 
they may say that Twitter's not important, but Twitter is important. It's just as important as that Chinese spy balloon that was going across our country. It's that important because, you know, it's it's now that they've been caught. The FBI is saying, well, we didn't do anything. We didn't tell anybody not to do anything. We didn't do this. Well, you did. So here's the the uh, the plan of the left. What they do is they repeat a lie enough to where they believe it. They repeat a lie enough to where you believe it. And so there is no truth to anything anymore because they, they just lie and they have no shame, even if they're caught in it. I've said this before, and, and there's video of politicians lying on video, not just audio, video, audio, print, everything. And then when they're confronted about it, they just, well, I didn't say that. You have video of you saying it. I never said that. So it's amazing. And, you know, it's just like this Santos character they got up there. So he lied about everything to get elected. And enough people believed it that they elected him. He, he beat his opponent. He's in Congress now. And now you have people in Congress. This is crazy. Some of them think he should be thrown out. Some of them think, ah, nah, he's here. He should stay. The people elected him. Well, the people elected him based on lies. Every member of Congress should be in agreement that, you know what? That guy's got to go. But then if we started holding all members of Congress accountable for their lies and deceptions, there wouldn't, there would be very few of them left. So you can see why they don't want to throw him out. Some of them. And even if the ones were successful in getting him thrown out, if something turned, if the tables turned and they were caught in lies, they're not going to voluntarily step down. They're not even going to allow you to throw them out because, hey, what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander in this case. So it's craziness, folks. Craziness. And that's why you have to pay attention. Pay attention. And you have to be loud and vocal. Hey, we got Matt and Billings on the line. Uh, something about Super Bowl weekend. Matt, what's on your mind? Good morning, George. Uh, I want to thank Travis for his service. I listened to him a few calls ago, along with you and uh, with Aaron, and to let him know, you know, just as a, a lay American, that I'm offended by his treatment of our VA system. And, and he, as he was talking, it made me wonder if the vaccine is so great. I wonder what the stipulations of how, what percentage of the Ukraine army has to be vaccinated before they get the American tax dollars. I have that question. But I, why I called this morning is I want to give a huge shout-out to a professional athlete. We always have these professional athletes come out against police, against the military, who won't stand for the flag. But there's this gentleman, he's a linebacker. Hey, Matt, um, hang on to that thought. we got to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back to you. Hold on. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The average American household is paying $10,000 in Biden inflation tax. Gas prices are up 46%. Real wage growth is down. Heating and electric bills now at a 25-year high. Credit card debt is at an all-time record, a 15% jump in the third quarter. That's the highest in over two decades. 
America's trade deficit the highest on record. GDP growth is down. Mortgage rates last week were at about 7% for a 30-year fixed. Uh, when he took office, it was only 2.7%. Americans are now paying more taxes than ever. And the question remains, are you better off now than you were two years ago? The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no-obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value. This performance does not guarantee future results. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Matt and Billings, continue on. Sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, no, no problem. Uh, you know, around Super Bowl Sunday, and I, have, I haven't seen a professional athlete to disrespect the flag, which I think can disrespect to the veterans and to the people that fought for our freedom. And I want to give a shout-out to this linebacker from the Dallas Cowboys named Micah Parsons. He's a huge military supporter, and he gifted a couple of um, disabled vets some tickets to the Super Bowl. And so I want to give him a huge shout-out, and I, I would encourage uh, people with grandkids or kids or that know some kids to look this guy up. Micah Parsons is a great uh, role model. And he has a great, you know, worldly compass about him. And, you know, I just want to give him a huge shout-out because, like, a lot of time professional athletes are degrading the police or the military or, or things like that. This guy really supports him. That's great. Well, I really appreciate that. And thanks for the uh, uh, compliment and the shout-out to uh, the veterans, Travis and Aaron, and I appreciate that. It's, uh, it was an honor to serve. But, Matt, thank you very much. I hope you have a great weekend, and you bring up a great point. So the the uh, uh, people like this Dallas Cowboys player who gifted those tickets to the Super Bowl to some veterans – all too often, those good news stories kind of go untold, and, and we don't hear a lot about that. You know, when it comes to celebrities and athletes and things, a lot of times we hear about the craziness and, and the just the bizarre type of stuff. But uh, all too often, you just don't hear about those good things and the good people that quietly uh, help other people and that are the good role models. Uh, they You know, they just don't draw attention to themselves. And uh, it, it's too bad. It really is. Um, but that's that's a great point. And, you know, also uh, on this VA thing. So, you know, there are so many good people that work there, but there are also people that just have no business being there because they're there for the wrong reason. But so many times the people that we see, like Travis said, the phlebotomists and things, I mean, just amazing, great people. And that's not where the problem is. The problem's in management. 
and that's where the problem is. I mean, look, our VA is just like our president right now and just like the Democrats. Uh, you know, there was a bill passed that said the VA will allow veterans to seek care in the community from the provider of their choice if the VA cannot provide care in a timely fashion. And the VA said, we're not following that. And they just thumb their nose at that law. We're not going to do it. And even when they don't say we're not going to do it blatantly and outright, they game the system and they gun deck their logs and they pretend that they're getting these appointments on time. And, you know, if, if you're a point, you can make an appointment in 30 days and you can meet that requirement. But if you change the appointment at 29 days and move it out another 30 days, you know, that's not meeting that requirement. That's just pretending to meet the requirement. So that's where the problem is. It, it's in the management. But the, uh, and that reminds me. So Violet up in Kalispell, I got your message uh, here a week or so ago and uh, two weeks ago, actually. And I want you to know that we'll be reaching out to you and talk to you about your dad's situation with the VA up there. And for those who didn't hear, uh, a good friend of mine, a filmmaker is making a film about a documentary about the VA. Now, there's other documentaries out there, but we can't stop making these. We can't not do it just because somebody else did it in the past. We need to continue to pound this uh, point home that there's a problem there and that it's not serving veterans the way it should be serving veterans. So if you have a bad VA story, a bad experience story, uh, send us a message here at Montana Talks and we'll get it over to the filmmaker and, and uh, you may be chosen to be a part of that documentary. Now, I understand if you don't want them to know who you are, don't worry. We'll change your voice. We'll change your face. We'll, we'll black it out, whatever it takes to get your story heard so you don't have to worry about reprisals from the VA either. So uh, give us those stories. Also, give us a call here at Montana Talks, 406-294-0970. We'll be right back.